I'm Gen Y Kate. And I'm Gen Xer Jeremy. And, and together, together we're, we're talking, talking serious shit. shit. Hello, Kate. Jeremy, how are you? Oh, good. Now we've got two weeks to go, essentially two weeks to go to the election. Pretty much. Pretty much two weeks. How are you feeling about it all? Are you well, all right? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, there? No, but I was having a conversation. Uh, I was in Canberra during the week and talking to some of my you know, political nerdy friends. And it's just, again, when we said this last podcast... It's a weird, you know, situation where normally you're bombarded with, with ads, you're bombarded with the election, you can't, you know, by this stage of the election, everyone's going, I'm over the election. I just get a sense that people aren't like that. It's on the news and all that. And I was thinking about it, and I'd like to hear, I wanna, I've want i got some questions for you, I'm going to interrogate you. Wow. Is that I think our habits have changed, so then the ability to connect with us is changing. So normally, you know, traditionally I would have you would have been watching television and the ads come on and all that. Now, most of us stream these days. True. So we're not getting the ads that way. Um, I'm not a heavy YouTuber. Um, so I've never really gotten into YouTube. That's okay. very true. Yes. Same so here. I, I don't get to see it. So I, I just think this is a six week campaign. There's always a risk that the government were going to get People saying, oh, my God, you know, and, and generally people in the past have punished mm. governments that have had long campaigns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I could be wrong. In the mail? Are you getting things in the mail? I generally put them straight to the recycling bin. But, yeah, it's getting a bit, getting a bit. I, I too, would agree with that. Yeah. So and I'm interested in you because you're a younger generation. 29 now. 29, wow. I know. So grown up. Uh, you, you know, you're a millennial, Gen Y or whatever, you know, whatever we want to label you want to give you, avocado Gosh. and toast, whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Don't put too much thought into it. But where do you get your news from? <laughs> um, other people's podcasts. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm ow. totally kidding. Ow. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, no. Um, Instagram, actually, and Facebook is a huge place. The news app on my phone, um, I have one of those little, I guess, widgets that's at the top corner and it kind of flashes through different news stories that I'll click on. But yeah, often it'll be um, our traditional news outlets that have Instagram pages that link to their stories. So, so I are you like, watching still Channel 9 news or a Channel 7 I've never news? watched the news. No, no, but like in your snippets... Would it be a story that, yeah. that Channel 9 has so done? So that or... happens a lot on Facebook. Like, yes, yeah. Channel 7 will do a story, Channel 9 will do a story. But I will follow, like, The Guardian Australia on Instagram. And then they'll post about do everything. Donate. donate to what? <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those, are you? I actually think, like, like I was saying to you this morning, when you go to click on a story from the Daily Telegraph and they ask for a membership, and I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. But I'm like, how else are they going to keep present, like, you know, reporting the news for us? Yeah, I don't know um, if it's a great business model to yeah. leave it up to the person to donate, you know. Yeah. Oh, sure, I'll do that later. Yeah, 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 yeah t- totally. But, like, thanks for the news. Um, and I'm also in a, in a workplace where I'm very, very lucky to be talking to a different person every half an hour. So I do get a lot of my information from learning through other people yeah. as well. Because what we've seen is actually a massive drop in the number of people that read newspapers, so that's gone out the door. Of course. Um, yeah. Do you think people only read them if they're like, you know, at a cafe next to them while they're waiting for their coffee and things? Like, I don't think people go out and buy them anymore, do they? It's all on their phone. No. <laughs> Definitely not me. Not me. I'll get it delivered. Uh, on the yeah, we- different. It's different. <laughs> different. No, on the weekend. But I... It, I Slowed. I'm, I'm that old generation that I do. Mm. I do prefer to to read a newspaper. But again, I only do it on the weekends. I don't do it during the week. So, so that's all changed. So, I, 
as I said, it's, it's, it's interesting that I think the bombardment that we're used to, that being said, I was, and I drove into a, a seat that's um, being challenged quite heavily in Sydney, and all I saw was core flutes everywhere. So, so much, I think, right? you know, obviously where, where you are in... And that's uh, been, I'm assuming you're talking about the area that I live in? Like around here? No, 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 no. This was in Liverpool. Oh, so right. So obviously Craig Kelly, the United Australia, black yeah. and gold, everywhere. Everywhere, like everywhere, right. Everywhere. So obviously you're going to see those sort of things and the door knocking and that's all going to happen. Because so. there's a particular independent candidate in our area that's been running a very, very long campaign. But her and her posters have been everywhere and she's had people on the streets waving banners for months. Yep. Honestly, months. They're on the side of people's cars. So, yeah, that's the most I've seen, but I've really not heard from anyone else until, like, the last couple of weeks. And the other thing that's changed is that we've seen a massive decrease in regional newspapers and suburban newspapers. So, Like the North Shore Times kind of as an example? North Shore Times, Manly Daily, which actually meant that some of these urban seats in Sydney were sort of like local rural seats Mm. where, you know, actually got to have the candidate in the local media. Now, with the disappearance of those those papers, there goes a an ability to sort of understand and know a little bit more. The other dynamic that's changed is because of COVID and we've seen the people go, the tree changes, the sea changes, all happening. So people coming from metropolitan areas, which generally don't even know who their local member is, don't care who their local member is, going into seats where it's very important to know mm. who your local member is, that's a, you know, that face-to-face. So we're seeing, especially in the south coast of New South Wales, um, looking up at mid-north coast sort of areas where you've had metropolitan people going up and moving there mm. with a different mentality about local membership. And it's, again, how that's going to affect the election, we don't know, but it's another factor. Totally. I think... Um Obviously, times are changing and we, you know, my generation is mostly on social media and things like that, but I'm not sure, I mean, I've not seen anything on social media or anything like that to talk about people's campaigns or what I'm becoming more and more frustrated with every time an election rolls around is that we don't discuss this in school growing up. They don't talk about anything like this. Like, and I don't, it's so important now after been talking to you and doing this podcast, I don't know why it's not included in our curriculum. I just really don't understand why we don't talk about politics. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think everyone, the more we, we we talk about things, I think also because, and this is, I'd love to do another podcast about this, is the inability of our society to actually talk. You know, we tend to yell. We tend to, we're outraged by everything. We're, out, <laughs> we're outraged by everything, everything, and we don't put anything in perspective. So I think, we, you know, we're losing that ability to actually, I think it's one of the big issues we've got to face as a society. We just can't discuss things and disagree with things because it's it's okay to disagree. True. Um, and anyway, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> That's a podcast here. <laughs> oh, no, I've been revved up and listening but to But I think it. if we kind of learn about this in school, we would know what to be looking for. When we are going to vote and we would know what to be looking for when we are bombarded in the mail. Because I do get lots of stuff in the mail and I, again, just go straight in the recycling because I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. And I think it's also important to to challenge some of the stuff we're getting on on social media. Some of the claims made by some parties are are just outrageously wrong. Mm. And so Mm. uh, being able to be qualified enough to say and and check all that out. And that's that's why you see things like the fact checkers happening. A lot of the newspapers are doing that. A lot of the online papers, the ABC, uh, even Channel 9, Channel 7 are doing those sort of fact checked sort of sort of things because the bombardment and the ability and we saw that in the American presidential election where this disinformation campaign and I think we've got to equip kids with the ability to 
to know what's a reliable source and what's not. And just because you saw it on Facebook doesn't mean it's true. It's true. That's not the gospel. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And just because it's got a thousand likes, you know, doesn't mean that that's going to be more liked. I'm just um, going to write that down. So 1,000 is the amount I think that's of the cutoff point. There, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what I've decided. That that's the, the bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing I wanted to highlight to people is that come Monday, um, and if you're listening to this after Monday, then it's all happening. You can now vote. You can start to vote. Pre-poll is open. And that means that if you can't be uh, at a polling booth on election day, you can actually vote. And so... Can you walk us through the steps on that? You don't need to pre-register, do do you? No, you do not need to pre-register for that. You just go onto the AEC website and just have a look where in your electorate you put in your postcode and it'll tell you where the closest pre-poll vote. And generally it's, you know, business hours, nine till six or nine till five, um, that you can go and rock up and do that. Uh, there is also, of course, postal votes, but you have to apply for that. That's something you have to send off. Uh, we spoke about that last Has last that not one. closed, though? Uh, to register, for your, no, change your name on, on the enrolment. Yes. But it must be coming a bit close now. Mm. Again, go to the AEC website. Now, the, the as I said to you last podcast, or maybe the one before when I was the, the lone soldier, you can't, your vote doesn't get counted that night if you're a postal voter. And I reckon there's nothing worse depressing than watching someone actually, like, declare their, their thing and your vote hasn't been counted. And you just go, well, I had no no contribution to that. What do you mean? So if you do a postal vote, yes. postal votes do not get counted on election night. Why? Oh, I don't know. There's something in the act or something like that. Pre-poll votes do. And so when do they count the, the next postal day. votes? So the prediction is going to be that, that we might not even get a result on election night because some seats are going to be so close that we'll have to go into postal vote counting, but that won't happen on the night. Gosh. So this is the why the drama of it all, and this is why there's delays and that sort of thing. So, um, so don't postal vote. Yeah, don't postal vote. <laughs> Try and encourage people to pre, go pre-poll, go Maybe pre-poll, because then we then we, yeah. get, then we get a result early. Wait, but they don't count those votes until the day too, though, don't they? They vote, yeah, count them on the day. On the day. On the day. Yeah, so, totally. So they go into a, a ballot box. They they're held by the AEC, but then they're opened that night and counted with all the votes on that day. So. Again, go on the AC. Yeah, go on the AC website. Now, another thing that's quite interesting, and I was talking to a mate of mine about this, and I didn't realise. You would think that you, was my. You can generation. bet on the election. You can bet on the election. Oh, you didn't know that. Sports. I knew. I sort of knew you could yeah. bet. Yeah. But massively, and you can bet on anything. You can bet on anything, and it's quite like Gladys's blazer yeah. during the press conferences in COVID. Oh Did you know God. you could bet on no, that? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what is this world coming to? <laughs> totally. But it's interesting because these people are going to make money out of this, right? So generally, they they do a lot of research into this and so it's quite interesting to watch where the sports uh, sports bets say for example or the, or the betting are actually putting the election so at the moment and and generally this has been yeah, who's the favorite well the, at the moment they're saying that the labor labor a labor win so their money is definitely on a labor win can you talk us through that how do you feel about that well i mean that's i'm not i'm not we're apolitical here we let people <laughs> no but i mean how do you feel about them how, how can they what i mean is how can they pick a favorite like how, how honestly is there well they, they obviously do, do they, 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 they do their own research yeah they do their own research and research yeah because they've got money involved in all this yeah, so yeah, yeah. Totally. so how they do that and i don't know um and maybe i should have come a bit more prepared for this Topic of conversation, like researching it. last 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 time around, but I don't know how far off they were last time. So yeah, so it's just interesting that they, what they've got there. Totally, that is interesting. Okay, so coming back to obviously the campaigns and how they have been 
different this time around. Yep. Do you feel like there's anything interesting to note so far? How's everything going? I think the photo ops is quite interesting. You know, we all know that Scott Morrison has been, loves to get his hands dirty and everything, loves to get, you know, every, you know, he not only just go and watch a, an apple pie being made, he try, gets in there and makes it himself. He, he wants to get the nail gun and do the nail. So every day on news, you see Scott Morrison in there doing something where Anthony Albanese is taking a very different approach. You don't see him At actually. All. He's not He's not hands-on. And so obviously they're thinking, you know, they keep going, Scotty from marketing, they want to push that line. Maybe this is just seen as, uh, you know, he's another photo op from the Prime Minister. We, they just want to try and make that and keep that and differentiate themselves mm -hmm. that way. Where I would think if you're talking to Scott Morrison's people, they're saying, no, it shows he's a man of the people. He's willing to get in there. He's just an everyday bloke. And he understands how people work. He knows how to, you know, not that he knows how to, but he can sympathise. He washes, you know, that hairdressing moment. I'm not sure if you saw, but he actually went in and washed someone's hair, Stop which was it. a bit creepy. It's a bit how you going. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So very different styles in the campaign, like very different styles where Hugely. You know, Morrison loves the photo op, loves to get in behind the wheel of the truck, does leave himself open for the risk of going say. something wrong. Is doing it something too much? Wrong. Well, I don't know. This is, this is the calculator point. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, can't or Anthony, is it not enough from Albany? Well, let's let's talk after the on the twenty second of May. We'll find out. We'll know. Yeah, but again, should obviously we do an emergency it's a, podcast that it's night? A, <laughs> yes. It's a clear strategy that they've got in the totally. campaign that you know they want to make Scott Morrison the everyday man. Oh, the one thing I did want to ask you too. Tell what's me. your view? Or ask me. Because I have a very firm view on this. The idea that that both our candidates have got these nicknames. We you know it's Albo. ScoMo. Yep. Do you find that makes them more relatable? Absolutely not. No. No. I find it easier to make fun of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's did that is that not where they came from? <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm 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 with you. I can't stand it. And no, I think it's just I don't know. think so. Like it's it's <laughs> kind of a big deal what we're talking about here. Like we're running our country. Yeah. I don't think they need nicknames. No, no. and, and then referring to themselves by their nicknames. I've but, not you know, heard that. That's you know, gross. You know, like you know, Scott Morrison refers to himself as Scomo, Does we'll introduce he? him as Scobo. Anthony Albanese can introduce himself as Albo. He does and, not. Yeah, so, Just because you know, your mates call you that at your Sunday barbecue doesn't no, mean that the rest of the country absolutely should. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, no, good question, and I'm firmly against and it. And I'd love to know what you think, guys, out there. What do you think? Do you like the ScoMo, Albo, sort of, the, the, the matey sort of blokey oh. image of that? You know, I, th I think they're obviously they're trying to show that, you know, that, that you're, they're a little bit one of us and they're just yeah. like everyone. Which is quite funny because I actually have always thought that the Australian people don't mind having someone as Prime Minister who's a little bit elevated above them. You know, Paul Keating was not one of the blokes. Well, that's Bob fair, Hawk. isn't it? Bob, well, Bob Hawke was well, one of the blokes. He was very statesman. He could scull a beer. He could scull a beer. But he was still a bit, you know, he presented himself very differently when he went to get Prime True. Minister. And I think there's you know? an element of people kind of saying, well, like, that's why that person is running our country and we trust that person because yeah. they've got that... They've got something that There's we don't have at the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. Yeah. So, so, and this is very different. This goes, you know, this they're sort of trying to be anti-statesman in a way. Except for, I mean, Albanese has done a massive change in his wardrobe, his looks, and he has... You know, tried to make himself makeover. He's had a makeover, but still, there's that ability to try and make them seem approachable. Approachable is a good word. Yeah. Whether it works or not, I'm not sure. We'll find out again on the 22nd of May. Gosh, there's a it's all lot happening. to talk about. Okay, so well, then that's the end of our podcast. I think we've we've really covered 
like the election, sort of a bit, but nothing. I, well, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's just going to be updates from here. Yeah. If you have anything else you want us to talk about, let us know. I think next week what we'll do, Tell, we'll, we'll run this through. This is news to me. Tell me. <laughs> we'll run through, you know, the voting. Like, how does it work? Like, you know, how, how preferences work. How does the Senate work and that sort of thing? And tell Would me, like next that? week... We're... Would you <laughs> like that, I'd love that. Thank you so much. So... Next week will be a week out, right? Yeah. Is there a way to see, apart from Sportsbet and the TAB, that who, where, if there's a favourite running or, you know, what way the votes are going at the moment in terms of popularity? There'll Can you polls, see that? There'll be polls left, right and centre, but Great. the polls were, were wrong last time. So. Okay, so disregard that. Don't yeah. worry about that okay. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Um, right. That would be interesting to go through, I think. Yeah, okay. We'll yeah. do that yeah, okay, after cool. my three-hour lecture of the Australian political system and how voting works. Buckle up, guys. Yep. <laughs> See ya. Until next time.